turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump is accusing House Democrats of trivializing impeachment. Here's White House correspondent Greg Cluxton. In his first public statement since the House Judiciary Committee approved two articles of impeachment against him, the president denounced the action of the Democrat-led panel. It's a scam. It's something that shouldn't be allowed. And it's a very bad thing for our country. And you're trivializing impeachment. He continued to deny any wrongdoing and, looking ahead to his Senate impeachment trial, said he would welcome either a short or long trial. Greg Clugston, the White House. Meanwhile, President Trump says the USMCA, the new trade deal with Canada and Mexico, will be good for North America. It's uh, really tremendous for the region, but it's fantastic for the U.S. It could create close to 200,000 jobs. According to supporters, the president says he's pleased that Democrats have finally agreed to put the trade deal up for a vote in Congress after delaying it for months. Dennis Prager is trying to figure out what the impeachment is all about. It, It is an astonishing thing. Democrats shrink impeachment to two weak articles. It's exactly what happened to quid pro quo. What happened to bribery? Ooh. In other words, what is it? Abuse of power? Abuse of power is not a crime. Abuse of power is an opinion. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just past 1 o'clock here at AM 1280 The Patriot, which means one thing, it's time to make talk radio great again. It's your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner, Mitch Berg. Coming up next, here's your Great Plains windows and doors forecast for the day. Decreasing clouds high as 17 tonight. It's going to get chilly, a low of negative 7. This Christmas, don't do ordinary, do extraordinary with a gift from Wixon Jewelers. They're only 11 days till Christmas and Wixon Jewelers in Bloomington is open every day until Christmas to make your shopping easy. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says, send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, the broadcast that is making talk radio great again. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotsinthedark.info, going on 18 years of dominating the middle tier of Twin Cities bloggers, those that are still left, and and there are a few left out there, and, and I dominate the... Middle tier of that. Of course, this is the headline edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network going on 16 years now, dominating Twin Cities weekend radio, ergo dominating Twin Cities radio. And thank you. Thank you very much. 
Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, donations should be made to the Salvation Army. I, I, I thank you all for that. And today is one of the broadcasts that we look forward to. We being me and the entire audience of this show looks forward to every year. The, uh, the show where we get back together and follow through on our promise that we made years ago when we kidnapped all of Western popular culture and promised to kill a different genre or subgenre every year until we got our demands met. Now, I realize that we have not actually put together our list of demands yet, so we should probably get together on this. But but it's my pleasure to welcome to the broadcast, uh, and this is where we'll check to see that the mics are actually on, directly across from me here uh, from St. Cloud State University and from AM 1440, The Businessman, the King Banyan radio show. Uh, King Banyan joins us. Thank you, and good morning, afternoon, actually. Good afternoon. Welcome. I'm used to working in the morning. You are used to doing the morning radio thing. By weekend radio standards, you're the morning jock here, the morning shock jock. Uh, that's, oh, <laughs> that's right. Works for Hugh Hewitt. It works for you. Uh, to my immediate right, geographically, if not politically, Ed Morrissey from HotAir.com, a uh, longtime co-host of this very broadcast from 2006 to 2012. Welcome back, Ed. It's great to be back, and it's great to be back among three of the top-tier bloggers in Minnesota. Why, thank All you. three yeah, of yeah, the top-tier right, bloggers. That's right. Oh. And uh, across from us, the new guy, and, and by the way, after eight years... On the Northern Alliance, it's probably about time we got him in on this little uh, group gang up on pop culture. Heard every Sunday here on AM twelve eighty, the Patriot from the closer edition of the Northern Alliance. Brad Carlson's here. Hi, <laughs> well, man. A few words, terse, to the point. Well, well done. The newbie doesn't get much speaking time. You understand? It, it's, it's your show, Mitch Berg. I don't want to. I don't want to give any proprieties that I'm trying to take it over. Yeah, so I'll yeah, just say so, hello, Mitch. Berg. Say it again. It's your show, Mitch. I like that. I like yeah. the sound of that. You're in the so. captain's chair. It makes it only makes sense. That's no, true. No, it's always good to be here. I I was mentioning to Mitch before the show when you did your worst uh, pop songs of the 1970s. I had me and you and a dog named Boo stuck in my head oh. for like three weeks. Oh, so yeah, you had to mention it. Back in my head. That was my bad. Yeah. Or was it I, your bed? I think it was mine. It was Lobo, yeah. Bed. Yeah. And, and I, I wound up watching the video because there was, what? this was back was before back before MTV, they did make, they called them film clips back then. Ah, and, and the, film the, clips. But, but they so. would shoot promotional film clips of songs back before MTV. But you could tell, watching songs like, like, like Me and You and a Dog Named Boo and other songs that were big hits before MTV, like virtually everything that was on our list from the 1970s and 60s, for that matter. Oh, sure. And you could see how MTV perhaps had a wonderful effect on filtering out people who really, really looked awful uh, from, from pop music. For example, Lobo. You look at Lobo. the singer Lobo, yeah. and he looks like the kind of guy you would find in an Amber Alert uh, for having uh, lured some little girl from a mall into his van and driven off. Oh. Do you remember uh, the lead singer from, Ho- from Focus? Oh, Remember Hocus Pocus. By yes. Focus, oh, right? Who doesn't? Yes. Right. Right. Okay. That's the song where, oh. where when you actually see the concert footage, you see the guy that actually does the yodeling, and you say to myself, "Oh my God, that person can never be never be near my family." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Never. And, then and, how do you explain John Popper, the lead singer of Blues Travelers? That was a '90s band. That was a '90s yeah, band. Yeah, they still yeah. made it. He I'm was just saying. Yeah. They make videos. They made videos. Oh yeah, they did. Oh yeah, and I there mean, was a video, and he was. For those of you who aren't up on this sort of stuff, the guy turned the, the scales at about 400 pounds. Uh, but, and that was probably, I, I chalked that up to novelty uh, in, in that case. And, and the fact that pretty much anything goes, because the early 90s were kind of like a return of the whole hippie thing. And it's like, if Leslie, no, fair West, enough. Yeah. If Leslie West could make it big in the 1960s, uh, the Blues Traveler dude, and I just call him Mr. Traveler because I've never really learned his name. <laughs> I mean, John he, Popper. He, John Popper, thank you yes. very much. Uh, had, and, and in all fairness, the guy could play the harp. But. 
looking harmonica, harmonica. Of course, that has a different uh, uh, meaning for Brad I see Carlson. what you did there. Yeah, yes, that's right. So, uh, but but anyway, no. The uh, and of course, even farther, if you if you remember the the people, the who, guys who sang, let's see, uh, Rupert Holmes, the Pina Colada song, and uh, and let's not forget uh, Timothy with the one of the greatest oh, worst God, songs right. of all time. Oh, oh yeah, that, which that, was part of our broadcast. Yeah, that that's was right. Part of broadcast. It was it we was, are number one or number finally wretched, truly wretched song, oh. and he wrote that I believe. Oh. Uh, Robert John, the guy who did Sad Eyes, which made my dishonorable mention for worst song of the 19, late 1970s. And well-deserved. Well-deserved. And, and uh, Paul Anka, who had his last little burst of fame, uh, of chart fame in the late 1970s. They all the same kind of look, this sort of nebbishy, uh, sort of schlep look, kind of, you know, the, the, the paunchy little fellow with the receding hairline and the, and the thick-rimmed glasses playing the piano. And that was a whole subgenre of people that was flushed from popular culture with MTV. And not to be all lookist, but thank you, MTV, is I, all I have to I, say. I, for one, am all in favor of Randy Newman having to come back. I don't know what your problem is, Mitch. <laughs> That's right. There's another good example. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, we're we're getting ready to do our uh, worst sitcoms of the 1980s episode. We've got 12, after much deliberation, we've done what we do with all these bits and pieces of popular culture, picked out our formerly nine, now 12 examples of the absolute worst uh, of popular culture, in this case, sitcoms of the 1980s. If you have any feedback, uh, lots of luck getting through on the phone. Probably won't happen, but uh, we could certainly get your tweets in at uh, hashtag NarnShow, N-A-R-N Show. But we probably got a time to talk a little bit of news, and, and good heavens, there was a lot of it this week. Uh, the first thing I'm going to start off is a question. Which election am I talking about? Your progressive friends and National Public Radio, both, pardon the redundancy uh, in your case in particular, Ed, literally, uh, because yeah, I know you, you, you share expense accounts with some of these NPR folks here, and that's all cool. But, but uh, We listen to the same clarinetist. You do. <laughs> you say, except the cla- By the way, have you noticed NPR, in its quest to remain relevant, has switched from quirky jazz clarinet to hip-hop? It, I had not noticed that. They, no, they've, they've got, they've, they're, they're trying their darndest to remain culturally relevant. And, 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 and so, so the music has changed. You've got a lot of trip hop and a lot of trance music and a lot of the stuff that the kids are listening to uh, wrapped around the same basic crowd of, of New Year. I had not noticed that. Anyway, no. we're, we're off on a bit of a sidetrack here. but the <laughs> That never happens. That never happens when the four of us are in the room together. Perish the thought. That's exactly right. Jinx, owe me a Diet Coke. Anyway, um Kidding, kidding, kidding. Anyway, which election am I talking about here? Your progressive friends and national public radio staff uh, the night of the election going. The question is not how blue this, uh, whether this election is going to be blue, but how blue it's going to be. Uh, am I talking about 2016 here in the good old USA, or am I talking about this past Thursday night in the UK? Any any guesses here? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a trick question because... Yes. I was here. I don't know about you, Ed, uh, or the rest of you, King, uh, Brad, but uh, listening on Wednesday night to NPR, I listen because uh, so that my audience doesn't have to. Uh, it's a, we appreciate service. that. That's yeah. right. Uh, and, and the question is, well, the, the question is not whether Boris Johnson remains in office, but how hobbled he will be in his pursuit of Brexit and how, how badly the, the Brexit uh, initiative will be repudiated by the voters at the polls. And then came Friday morning. Uh, I, I'm puzzled because I don't recall anybody thinking that Boris Johnson was going to necessarily be completely hobbled by the election. Yeah. I think there was a question as to whether or not he was going to 
maybe fall just short of a majority or just over a majority. Just yeah. short, just over, not enough. Well, hobbled enough. I mean, hobbled enough to not really ha- have any slam dunk. Yeah, but I, to I don't think anybody vote. was thinking that this was going to be a blue election, or in terms of labor, a red election, right. especially in terms of Jeremy Corbyn, yes. a really red right. election. Fair enough. I, I maybe overstated the case just a tad. But on the other hand, uh, National Public Radio in particular was yeah. was highly, let's just say, bearish on the idea that Bojo was going to have enough of a majority to get anything more than a completely uh, neutered version of the Brexit through. Right. And, and boy, it didn't turn out that way, Ed. Well, it didn't turn out that way, but I'm kind of thinking that what he ended up with was enough of a majority to get the deal he cut before the election through right. Parliament. I mean, I which is sort of a... It's not a neutered version of Brexit. I mean, it's a, it's a Brexit, but it's not the pure Brexit that Nigel Farage and some of the other Brexiteers wanted. Well, you'll remember that that, that Farage decided to run against simply because they because he said this is this isn't Brexit at all. It's bre- it's it's by bi- it's bino breakfast Brexit in name only. It's right. not real Brexit. And and seriously, I think everybody understood that that he could he would have a majority. Of right. some kind. The question was whether or not he might need a few votes from from labor leavers who had hung on right. somehow during the election. Well, it turns out he doesn't need any of them. In no. fact, I'm pretty sure I, I can't think of a labor yeah. lever that's left. No, I really think isn't. they all lost. They're all gone. They're all yeah. gone. So, so the the, the, the big takeaways were uh, the the Tory. The, the good news is uh, the Tories uh, had a, had a resounding victory. I mean, the biggest uh, parliamentary majority that uh, that the Tories have had since 1987, mm-hmm. uh, the last Thatcher election. Here, that's all the good news. Uh, the bad news, and uh, this, this resonates if you are like me, uh, a bit of a Trump skeptic, is they're not your. Grandpa's Tory party. These are not the free marketeers, small government, uh, austerity, uh, austerity. Well, in comparison to Labauer, right, 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 right. sure. In comparison to Thatcher, too, for that matter. But I mean, right. but I mean, it's but it's a populist conservative right. party, which is very much like Trump. Exactly. I, I think the drawback for the for the Tories, and King's going to talk about this too, is yeah. that uh, Boris Johnson may just end up being the first prime minister of England. Right. Yeah. I think the big. I think the bigger issue that you take away from this is going to be what happens to Scotland. Okay. Will right. Hadrian's Wall become relevant again? Will okay. It? <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of that's one of the questions. No. And, and I think the answer. I think the answer. And 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 Ed and I were exchanging emails yesterday about this. Is that is that frankly. It's now in Boris's interest to sort of drag this out as long as they can so that they can keep Scotland in check because they say to them, well, you know what? We haven't actually made the deal yet. Just hang on. We're going to get a deal and it'll be okay for you. I also think, and this is where Ed knows more than I do, is what happens with Northern Ireland? Is there going to be a border vote as a result of this thing? That part, I don't know, because I still think, and I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. We were, this was in the email exchange. More nationalists won seats in in Northern Ireland than Unionists. Right. And it's the first time since the 1920s. Yeah, since since the partition. It's the yeah, first time right, that more, right. more nationalists have won than, than Unionists, although the nationalists never take their seats in Parliament because they right. protest. They, they, they protest that they're oh, illegitimate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sinn Féin doesn't take their seats. But, but yeah, I mean, here's the, here's the problem. The Good Friday Agreement guarantees a vote 
on uh, unpartition, if you will, on on reunification, right. if the political conditions indicate that such a vote would pass. And the fact that they got more seats, the nationalists got more seats than the unionists did, is a pretty good indicator of that. And I expect that you're going to yeah. have some pressure there for that vote. Let's talk a little Scotland when we come back. And by the way, we can take your comments. At, uh, let's let's just keep it to Twitter. Uh, hashtag Narn Show, N-A-R-N Show, with Ed Morrissey, King Banyan, uh, Brad Carlson, and yours truly on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Six, uh, eh, I'm not going to give out the phone number this time. There's just no point worrying about it right now. We're going to get to the worst sitcoms of the 80s just a segment away. Go nowhere. Wake the kids. Drag the family to the radio, just like in the good old days. We'll be right back. Actual patient testimonials results may vary. The varicose veins and spider veins are hard to look at. I wanted to hide my legs because they were all blue and spidery. They feel like you're dragging bricks around. At Vein Clinics of America, we want you to know you don't have to live with varicose and spider veins anymore. It actually took my daughter pushing me to come into Vein Clinics of America, and I am so glad I came in. If varicose and spider veins are forcing you to hide your legs, if you're tired of the pain and discomfort, we can help. For more than 35 years, Vein Clinics of America has been the leading expert in the minimally invasive treatment of vein disease, and most treatments are covered by your insurance. I love Vein Clinics of America. It kind of has like a very big family feel to it. It was absolutely the best I could have ever experienced. My legs look beautiful, they felt beautiful, and I felt good inside. Call for your personalized consultation. 800-940-5500. 800-940-5500. That's 800-940-5500. I'm Jan Markill, helping you understand the times. Get it through your head. They're coming for you. There will be a purge. That's the next thing that happens when Jews take over a country. They kill millions of Christians. Rick Wiles is on another anti-Israel rant, suggesting Jews are leading a Jew coup against Donald Trump, but that their real target would be Christians. Jews are coming for us. This shameful display was on his recent internet TV program that has thousands of listeners who buy into the rhetoric. Anti-Semitism is nothing new, but when it is coming from a professing Christian, the church better wake up. Jews who thought they had no better friends than Christians are thinking twice, and isn't that tragic? For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. Over the last few months, my fellow Salem talk show hosts and I have been speaking across the country at the War for America's Soul Tour. Thousands of people have attended these sold-out events in cities all across America. We talk candidly about the attacks against our Constitution, the push for radical socialism, open borders, and other issues affecting you and our country. Not everybody could get a ticket, so we filmed the event in Sacramento, California, and Tampa, Florida. These were incredible nights with a few surprises. You can now watch the events on demand or even buy Buy the DVD. It's a front row seat to watch me, Dennis Prager, Hugh Hewitt, Sebastian Gorka, and Larry Elder. We discuss the critical issues that are at stake ahead of our next presidential election, and we give you the truth. To watch it now, go to WatchSalemMedia.com. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Enlightenment, compelling, entertaining, you'll learn. Go to WatchSalemMedia.com for the War for America's Soul Tour.
Radio Network. 651-289-4488 is the number you'd normally call to get through. But don't bother. It's just not going to happen today. There will be no time for calls. But you can join us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. By the way, I'll be back next week with my special pre-Christmas broadcast. Then you can call in, by the way, at the phone number I just gave. By the way, just a quick point out, just because it's my duty to to do this for the, the good of the nation. In the fourth quarter, America's team, North Dakota State Bison, uh, ahead of uh, Illinois State, 9-3. to three, uh, Clock ticking down as North Dakota State, uh, America's team. The, the very metaphor for all that's exceptional about America uh, continues its uh, march toward its eighth national championship in nine seasons. Uh, the odd one out we will not uh, speak of any further here. Uh, by the way, King Banyan, how about that St. Cloud State? Oh, sorry. Wow. Too, too soon. Too soon, Mitchburg. Too soon. Wow. What's behind that? What the heck is I up drive, with that? Well, I mean, it's it's an expense, It's expensive. I mean, college sports, college football in many places around the, around the country. I'm looking mm-hmm. over at Brad. You'll confirm this for me. Is really expensive, and lots more places are looking at it and saying, you know what? We're out. We can't afford this. A lot of these colleges have payrolls to meet, too. Yeah, that just increases right. the overhead costs. Right, so. right. So this is a program that's got all of 58. It's got all, it, it had 58 season tickets sold. Wow. wow. There you go. Ask an answer. I'm not giving out any, any secrets there. It was actually in the news report. 58 seasons. Wow. That's, mm. uh, that, that, that sounds uh, – sorry to hear that, King. Although, hey, the, the, the Bison are always happy I, to have new fans on board. I love going there. and I mean, there was a tailgate tradition. It was it was a good time, but uh, yeah. you didn't sell season tickets. Uh, By the way, my, my college classmate, Bubba Schweigert, has been doing uh, great work in the Big Sky Conference with uh, University of North Dakota, Very whatever good. they call themselves these days. I think that is oh oh what, what the team name I have no yeah I, I don't know they're, they're fighting hawks or something I think they're fighting hawks yeah there you go okay or yeah okay I, I I don't want to go there they're still the Sioux I'm sorry they're still the Sioux that's okay. right speaking of Sioux uh, there should be plenty of litigation coming out of uh, all, everything that's uh, going with impeachment. <laughs> Wrangles it back online here. Uh, so, so imp- we're going to get into the uh, the, the bottom, uh, the, the killing off uh, 80s sitcoms shortly here. But it would be difficult to go through a week without uh, just at least discussing impeachment. Uh, the uh, Ed Morrissey, your your your, your takeaway from this past week's uh, follies? Completely inevitable. The weakest case that they could have possibly have made for <laughs> impeachment. Uh, no direct testimony. No direct evidence. Uh, all supposition. Um, they they landed on abuse of power. And obstructing Congress because Congress didn't feel like going through the motions of going to court to try to force the (laughs) the enforcement of subpoenas. I I mean, this is it's going to it's going to land with a thud in the Senate. And I think what happened in the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee uh, yesterday was it yesterday or was it? I mean, these days all run together. I think it was yesterday. Tell me about it. Night before last Thursday night and Friday morning. I, you know that 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 power play that Gerald Nadler pulled in in adjourning the committee all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I, all of this stuff plays into what the Senate's going to do with this thing, and I actually think that what now what they're inclined to do is to hold it up with uh, serious disdain and drop it into a bucket and say, "We, we this is so unserious that it doesn't require us to to take it seriously. <laughs> Let's just go right to a vote." And, 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 and leave it at that. And we should be thankful that Mitch McConnell, rather than Mitch Berg, is the Senate Majority Leader. Well, I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I want Mitch Berg as a Senate Majority Leader. Well, if it were true, it'd be a, it'd be a matter of Mitch Berg sitting up in front of uh, on the dais in front of the media going, uh, we've received the articles. Uh, 
Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I've got a bit of allergies kicking here. Articles of impeachment. <laughs> and and, and blowing my nose in the articles of impeachment. You see, I have that sort of a sense of a theatrical about me. Perhaps you've noticed this over the last 15 years. That would be sort of my my, my sort. So thankfully, we got Mitch McConnell. Ed, you're looking just a little peaked here. King Banyan. Just memories. Memories flooding back of oh, being yeah. in this room. No so doubt. Having served in a Same. Leg- yes. Having served in a legislature and having seen such things as what uh, uh, Chair Nadler did on Thursday night. I can tell you it is highly unusual for for anyone to ever ask for a recess like that without telling the other side, giving them, you know, a nod or the high sign or say, hey, you cool with us taking a recess. And then to have to have a member of the committee come out and say, well, we felt like we need to do it with more cameras around. <laughs> Which Ted Deutsch did is it is this, that his first name? Ted Deutsch uh, for Florida. Is what I call that. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, it's like it's like that lack of self awareness of how that sounds is amazing to me. It's just amazing <laughs> to me, and I can tell you, having been in the legislature, I mean, understand the Republicans all day long did exactly what they did because this is what they wanted. They wanted an eleven o'clock or eleven thirty vote. They did not want it on TV. So the Republicans did what their job is mm-hmm. is to keep it off television, and you use delay tactics to do that. Nobody likes it, but it's normal. Right. What 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 Chair Nadler did is accept is an accepted practice is done sometimes. So for something like this. It's bad publicity, and you certainly make sure your cover story is not blown by one of your members on CNN the next morning. Uh, Brad Carlson, your your two cents on the on the impeachment. Well, I, I mean, I don't I don't think this is a unique perspective. Uh, it's a it's just a, a kabuki theater is what it ends up being because it's uh, unless you have all twenty Republicans in the Senate willing to join forty seven Democrats, assuming all forty seven Democrats would vote for removal from office in the Senate, it's it, it's irrelevant. So I don't know what the is it just to make impeachment stick to Trump in the 2020 election cycle? Let's say he is one of only three presidents to have ever been impeached, because technically he will have been impeached, even though he's not removed from office. Right. Uh, in this political climate, we go from outrage to outrage so seeming seamlessly. This is just this is just going to fall by the wayside by the middle of 2020. See, that's why I I, I, I I firmly believe that. I I, I have a hunch. My, my hunch is that the, the the Democrats will do their darndest to shuffle it from. The headlines, as much as except among their base, because my two cents is uh, I see this as being the, the Democrats creating another chanting point to get their base inflamed to drive their turnout, and without regard to whether there's any factual basis or truth or, or any, any honesty to it whatsoever. In fact, that's something I'm covering on my blog lately, and we'll, we'll get to you in just a second here, King. Sure. But um, go ahead. But the, the, the extent to which the Democrats are driving their entire campaign based on chanting points that aren't even intended to stand up to critical inquiry, everything from uh, nobody's coming for your guns to uh, you're pushing your grandma, you're pushing you know, if you don't get socialized health care uh, or, or we've got or we've got 12 years to live if we don't pass the Green New Deal or on and on and on. And if that's th- the case. I'm not going to bother learning all the 20 different gender pronouns if we only got 12 <laughs> years to live. I'm just saying yeah. That's right. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not going to bother to learn them all. And, and Trump was impeached, which to a great chunk of the of the electorate means, oh, he's he was convicted of something. Of course, that's not the case. You want right. to know this because we, we passed To this day, people don't believe Bill Clinton was impeached. That's right. Because that's he right. served out his full two terms. So you'll recall, right, to me, this, to me everything like in this area goes back to Robert Bork. Yes. Mm, right? Robert right. Bork was denied a seat on the on the on the court, right? Mm-hmm. And since then, Republicans have been, have keep going back. Every once in a while, when you ask them why are you doing this with the judges, they're like Bork. 
we remember Bork. Mm. Okay? You're telling me the Democrats are not doing this in the back of their head. They're thinking to themselves, we don't think it was right for us to have impeached Bill Clinton. You guys did it to us, so we need to put one back on you, and Trump's going to be the one we do this with. Yeah, and that's the reason why Mark Levin is saying the next time a Democratic president is elected, they need a Republican House but, should but, impeach him. Get I, I mean, off my it's, phone, it's, you morons! But where does this stop? <laughs> right, I mean, exactly. here's my oh, question. Where you. does yeah. this stop? It doesn't. It right. doesn't. Uh, so yeah, there's, it doesn't stop. Uh, I, I don't know that it does. I think I think things continue to spiral downward further and further until something, something causes people to to catch a, a whiff of common sense. And what what that what form that common sense takes, whether it's people like it was, oh yeah, we're trying to run a democracy together, or something much 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 worse. Ed. When President Dwayne The Rock Johnson takes office, he will bring us together in peace and harmony. Dwayne The Rock Johnson for president. You know, one thing I've learned, <laughs> one thing I've learned, and, and this is it works in business and it works in politics. In fact, it's become a Berg's law. I believe it's Berg's 18th law. And that is the comical, farcical, uh, satirical explanation usually winds up being the right path forward, one way for better or worse. Babylon B is the most accurate news source out there. There you go. There you go. That's right. QED. Babylon B is America's newspaper of record today (laughs) with more journalistic credibility than, I don't know, Snopes and CNN put together. (laughs) Kate, you sound like you had somebody. No, actually, I I don't have anything to add to that except (laughs) except I love the Babylon B. I I mean, I feel guilty when I read it because it's like, oh, I'm just making fun of people. But on the other hand, it's like, this is funny. I enjoy this. This is it's, funny. It's what the onion used to be. And, yes. and, I, and I love yes. the onion, but but the onion lost its mojo 10, 15 years ago, and the Babylon Bee found it. And and uh, and with all due respect to hotair.com, it's it's the internet's newspaper of records. Hey, we love it. So <laughs> that's right. No worries there. <laughs> that's right. It's material. By the, the way, host. I became a VIP gold member of hotair.com this past week. I just want to say God so, bless you, yeah, sir. Yeah, that's absolutely. right. Yeah. And as a as a rigorous independent, I join nothing, but I should probably do it too. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's yet another streaming service. By the way, you guys do have a streaming service, right? Well, I have my show on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So. Well, okay, everyone else has Tams. a streaming service. That's right. Tams. That's right. Ed Morrissey show. Uh, uh, since we got about a minute left till the break before we start, uh, anybody else have anything else to uh, promote here? Uh, Ed Morrissey, Thames, of course. Hotair dot com and the Ed Morrissey show on Tuesdays and Thursdays, four p.m. Eastern. King Banyan. Just our show on on this day, on Saturdays, 9 to 11, on Business 1440. Uh, Brad Carlson. And on the air tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. on these very airways, AM 1280, the Patreon. And what are you talking about tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow we talk a little bit about uh, the ongoing uh, dysfunction at the Minnesota Department of Human Services, a mm. local angle here. Uh, by the way, for all the dinging we do on uh, journalists and the way they're covering or not covering certain news stories, Pioneer Press, specifically Dave Orrick and Ryan Faircloth, yeah. have done a bang-up job covering everything that's gone on in the Minnesota Department of Human Services. Blind squirrel so, and that yes. twice a day, absolutely. absolutely. It, every once in a while, the, the Pioneer Press actually gets it right. So when we come back, oh, yeah, 80s uh, sitcoms, we're coming for you. Watch out. Uh, join us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280. The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
Why have thousands of aspiring authors teamed up with Christian Faith Publishing to publish their book? Because Christian Faith Publishing is an author-friendly publisher who understands that your labor is more than just a book. We provide authors freedom and flexibility throughout the publishing process, professional book editing, award-winning design, and some of the highest royalty structures in the publishing industry. And as always, you will retain 100% of the rights to your book. I was looking to find a company that I could trust, one that assisted in the editing process completely. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who was honest and upfront. No hidden costs or fees and owning the rights to my own work. Christian Faith Publishing will publish, market, and sell your books in all major bookstores, online booksellers, as well as specialty Christian bookstores. Call for your free author submission kit. 800-978-4812-800-978-4812-800-978-4812-That's 800-978-4812. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. With the cold weather upon us, it's time to look at the bright side of winter for homeowners. Did you know this is the best time of year to get quotes on window replacements? Contractors are very motivated during the slower time of year, and the prices reflect that. It's also the perfect time to examine your windows with a heat gun to see which ones are the worst if you only want to replace a few. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. As you may already know, this is the only free service of its kind. I'll stop by with the heat gun when we measure your windows, and I'll email you competitive installed window quotes from multiple local contractors. Whether you're looking for major brands like Anderson and Marvin or local Minnesota vinyl brands, we'll come up with the best options for your house during our one-hour meeting. Normally, you would need to sit through nine hours of high-pressure dog-and-pony shows to get that many quotes. Let me do the legwork for you since I know where to get the best quality at the best prices. If you decide to move forward, I'll be there to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, installs are done all winter long. Set up an appointment online at My3Quotes. That's the number three, My3Quotes. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, drilling back through the 1980s for music as well as, and King knows this one, tell tell the truth, Ed, and, and, and Brad, you don't know this song, do you? Brad, you, I'm afraid even not. with your knowledge, your trivia, this is the king. King is wallowing on the floor. This, of course, uh, the Smiths, one entry into the American Billboard Top 40 or Top 100. This is such a bad song. I mean, I mean, I, know. I mean, you play playing the Smiths while you're trying to impress the woman you're you're, you're dating. And this would come on, girlfriend in a coma. And you're like, no, no, I don't mean that. No, I don't. <laughs> And, and, and it's it, we can be thankful in retrospect that we didn't have iPods 
Oh yes, and uh, and, oh, yeah. and phones with with yeah. shuffle back then because at least back then you could control whether girlfriend in a coma by the Smiths would pop up in your rotation. Right. You just put the right mixtape on. That's, well, make, yes. Make sure you had Tony, Tony, Tony and Bobby Brown and 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 Prince on the mixtape instead of the Smiths. Super quick story. Yes. I have uh, apparently uh, apparently Sony Walkmans are back as a thing. Oh, really? and, <laughs> yeah. And I had I had uh, someone I used to work with in the legislature who said her son has one. I I still had some old mixtapes I had made in the eighties, and this is the music she wanted, so I gave them to her. Oh, really? so there's some kid walking around Northwest Minneapolis listening to probably that song because I'm pretty sure I had a mixtape with that on. It. I have little doubt because you are the eighties uh, Brit pop. I'm the Brit pop. I'm the Brit pop guru of the. And, uh, this and, is my period, baby. Yeah, my and period. I figured, and I figured that was uh, that was probably a signature. That song was for- hilarious. Thank you. You surprised me completely with that. Oh, Oh, there will be other surprises as we go through the day here. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, we are here today to continue our assault upon Western popular culture by going through our lists of the worst, each of us, worst three uh, sitcoms of the 1980s. And uh, the list is a complete secret. Our accounting firm has uh, brought the, uh, the briefcase down to the basement here with our, our lists. And, oh, good Lord, there are some, I'm just looking at this, and i I got to explain before we start, briefly. I, I'm my rule was I had to have seen it at least once to put it on my list, yep. and it's yep. it's it's uh, it's hard to do because I went through the whole 1980s without a TV most of the time. I was in college from 81, uh, 80 uh, to 1980, and then I uh, I was I moved down here. I was working evenings. I was working in bars for a chunk of the decade. I was working at a radio station in the evenings. For, I didn't own a TV until probably 1989 of any sort uh, whatsoever. And then I wasn't watching sitcoms because I was going to work at some godforsaken bar or radio station or another. So I, the, the sitcoms I actually saw were few and far between, although I have to say, in looking at the list brought to us by the accountants today, some of them are coming back to me. And, <laughs> oh, Lord, the 80s had their, their salutary uh, side effects. But TV back then, I tell you, it's it's – well – I won't go into any further. Let's let's kick things off just to set the stage here. Right. With I couldn't believe this was your number three, King Banyan. But uh, go ahead. And only because your- it had only six episodes that were played. We they they bought the usual full season of thirteen. It was so bad that in the middle of the first season they buried it. They, they- so there are seven shows that never saw television. And, and by the way, I should point out that when we go through some of these shows here, it's amazing how long some of these excrescences yeah. on the yeah. culture this, lasted. This was super short, but applying to your rule, this was in the this was in the the last trimester of my of our son's pregnancy uh of my, well so to speak right no, uh, you, I, you, get, you, you get it. I was trying to do it quickly, but now you've maybe slowed down. Uh and anyway, um anyway, uh, Norman Lear, who did All in the Family and all those shows in the 70s, who had done just a wonderful piece of work. Oh, wait. He's the producer of this program. Oh, no kidding. Paul Rodriguez, or uh, Paul Rodriguez, who was a comic uh, doing stand-up at that time in the Freddie Prinze mold, mold of, yeah. of Hispanic, uh, Latino uh, 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 stand-up comics, right. gets signed by Norman Lear to do a show called A.K.A. Pablo. AKA, AKA, of course, also known as. So I, here's the cheesy music. I did not know. 
I did not know this was Norman Lear. This is a Norman Lear show that they buried after six episodes. They could not even get halfway through the first season before they're like... Oh golly, we made a mistake. Okay, and it was they even on. tried to resurrect it with having B. Arthur have a guest spot but on, when, one, but, on one episode. But, but yeah. my reference, my reference to the pregnancy is, you know, at that time in the eighties, you would just turn the TV on and just watch some channel. This was one of those Friday night comedy <laughs> pieces that was on ABC, and it was horrible. The only receipt uh, saving grace, Hector Elizondo, a wonderful actor, is on. Yeah, well, I, practically I, in every Gary Marshall movie it was ever made. Yes, yeah, it was. Right. It was even worse than Chico and the Man, and that you, oh, really, yeah, you yeah. really have to be going Absolutely. a long ways to right. say that. Uh, right. uh, Chico got a second season. Uh, True. Is that all? I thought it went farther than that. No, no. Uh, Freddie Prince committed well, suicide. Well, I remember that, and and perhaps but, well, I would have gotten more seasons, perhaps if he hadn't. That's right. true. Yeah, That's yeah. perhaps. <laughs> uh, Paul, I Ryan. kind of slipped Tony Orlando in there. <laughs> <laughs> Paul wow. Rodriguez. Paul Rodriguez. I just okay. went there. So I heard. Yes, you did. I'm shamed. Uh, go to I your just, room. I just went there. That's right. Well, I, I'm up next. I can't go anywhere. Paul Rodriguez. That's very true. But Paul Rodriguez, of course. I mean, he's he's kind of a, he was an A-list comic for a long time. You yes. still see him like he's on overnights. Guy, yeah. yeah. When when they're clearing out their backlog of of old comedy specials on on uh, Comedy Central, you'll still see him. He'll still show up at casino performances every now and then. That's right. right. Yeah. He's he's, well, still, he's still, still a B-lister. Norman. I did not know this was Norman. Lear. It's a Norman Lear show. He literally makes yeah. the list of everyone's worst show of the eighties. I thought this had to be some 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 comedy mill. No, Norman Lear. Norman Lear. Wow. Right. <laughs> Who would have thought? Okay. Well, that turns us to Brad Carlson. Brad. Now, this one may be an unpopular opinion for dubbing it one of the worst of the eighties, and technically, it got started in nineteen eighty-seven and had a good run for about eight or nine seasons into yeah. the mid nineties. But nevertheless, uh, I am going with it because they couldn't decide whether they wanted to go from morbid to uproariously hilarious to uh, trying to perform some sort of vaudevillian sideshows. Of course, it was a show it's better known for its rebooted series on Netflix, Full House. And, of course, we all remember uh, the car going down the Golden Gate Bridge for the opening theme music, which we would be hearing right now. uh, There we go. Full House. You got a signal for the music. Yeah, right. Give them a little wave. Full House. This, wow. I, the way you described it, going back and forth between the different, I thought it was, this is some Stephen Bochco thing. Right. No. So, of course, the, the concept is uh, Danny Tanner is a father of three little girls whose wife was killed in a drunk driving accident, pretty macabre. So he brings in the wife's brother and the brother's good buddy, uh... What was it? I don't even remember what role David Coulier. David Coulier. Coulier. Uncle Joey. So Uncle Jesse, Uncle Joey come in the house. They help raise the uh, three daughters. Back when the Olsen twins, because the Olsen twins, Mary-Kate and Ashley, they played Michelle, the daughter. Back when Mary-Kate and Ashley looked like those little Monchichis. Remember those things? Monchichi, Monchichi. Yeah, so... Back when they were little babies, uh, kind of, and the whole thing was Michelle, the cute little girl, saying "You got it, dude." The kind of the catch line. Wow. Yeah, and then uh, Uncle Jesse meets uh, his brother-in-law's co-host on Good Morning San Francisco, who he ends up marrying. <laughs> oh. Now, are they going to implement Lori Lachlan in the reboot? Is Uncle is Aunt Becky going to be in the clink now to kind of uh-huh. re- uh, reflect real life? Because of course, Lori Lachlan in the college bribery scandal. Uh, <laughs> right. It's going to be facing I, I, jail time. Yeah. I, I have never. I got to confess, I've never seen Full House. I've, I've never seen maybe a full. I maybe saw twenty minutes of two episodes way back in the day, but it was in reruns. I think. Yeah, I mean, you you went you re, you went from uh, you know uh, 
Uncle Jesse and Uncle Joey trying to break into the career of entertainment. Uncle Joey trying to be a comedian. Uncle Jesse trying to be a rock star. And then you have try to some somber, serious moments when DJ's a teenager and she's going through the uh, uh, body image phase, not eating and passing out on a treadmill. And they lecture her, DJ, you got to eat more. And they play the sappy music. And all's good again. You know, they solve all their problems within a half hour. So they didn't really know which way they wanted to go between serious subjects, macabre subjects, whatever else. But the sappy music at the end said okay we're good my 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 only real frame of reference to the show because i literally like i said i hardly ever saw it but i've i've been 193 here. episodes dude. yeah it went for amazing. years and years and years so and, this is an unpopular opinion but it's my opinion so. well I, I, all i know about the show is all the th- all of the shrapnel that left behind it for example Lori laughlin's been in the news because of the the bribery scandal and, and david coulier apparently was the subject of alana yes. morris that's uh you, you ought, ought to know, know. yes uh, and, and the other song that she did about yeah yeah i was underage and you were way overage and i was your girlfriend and you were uh, oh it's really, really creepy stuff, and not to mention the 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 what's her name the the, the twins. What's her name again? Mary Kate and Ashley Mary-Kate, Olsen. Yeah. The Olsen twins, which is just yeah. this 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 child star. Uh, they were so long out of acting, they didn't star in the reboot. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so I know nothing about the show, just about all of the the, the bloody stumps it left behind in, in, in lives around it. And so it's just like, and now it just sounds even more depressing and macabre than I would have even predicted. Uh, so so. Full House, my number three on my list. Yes, I feel like Pretty almost like choice. feel like I need Very a drink. Bold. I feel like I need a drink now. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have time to go to your next uh, show, Ed? I think this one probably deserves more than a, a minute and a half to get through. If here. you want to go to an early break, that's let's, fine. Let's take an early break. It takes a while to it takes a while for this one to develop, which the, is part of the problem. The setup for this one <laughs> may take a little doing, and of course, the payoff. Of the actual so theme itself. It, yes. Oh, absolutely. What am I talking about? You may never know. Uh, let's take a break right now. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network going after 80s sitcoms with all we're worth. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, the Patriot. Go nowhere. I'll be right back. AM 1280, the Patriot. It may not be stomach issues. For me, it's intense gas, or pain, or diarrhea, sometimes all at once, over and over. I spent years with the symptoms, but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms. We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues. EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away. But EPI can show up with even one symptom. The good news? EPI is manageable. But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. A lot has changed at Wicks and Jewelers since they opened in Bloomington 30 years ago. The store is much bigger, the selection unrivaled. But one thing remains, Dan and Hope Wixon's passion to serve you. When you choose a diamond or fine watch from Wixon's, you'll get the warm, authentic attention you deserve. Wixon's professionals aren't paid on commission, so they take the time to get to know you. For the past 30 years, it's always been more than a purchase. Visit Wixon Jewelers and experience why they're unlike any other jewelry store. Open every day until Christmas. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? 
If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. The world of business and investing is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the info? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, reading trade magazines, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. That's where Business 1440 steps in. We're your on-air guide through the fast-paced financial and business landscape. Up-to-the-minute business and investing news. Streaming now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks, the elephant in the room. This has been stuck in my head for a week. That's what, that's what we like to hear. Uh-huh. <laughs> Speaking of which, elephant in the room coming back uh, for another gig three weeks from now, where I'll tip you off next week. By the way, America's team, the North Dakota State Bison, still up 9-3 to three over Illinois State. I can't tell if it's final yet or not. We'll look About a minute to go. About a minute to go. Oh, boy. Could happen, North uh, Illinois. We'll see. Anyway, uh, six. Five, uh, don't worry about the phone. We're not going to get through. But you can join us on Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. Ain't it the truth? It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network going after '80s sitcoms. And uh, Brad had a both controversial and rather sobering one. Honestly, it was just like, whoa, that that got way kind of heavy there. Brad. It'll get lighter oh, as we yes, go on. That's the idea. Yeah. Oh, it'll get lighter. All right. <laughs> Ed Morrissey, that's your cue. <laughs> yes. Ed Morrissey, we got your first one coming All up right. here. Well, you know, contra Brad here, I, I have I my third choice here. My number three choice is a series that ran from 1983 to <clears throat> uh, 1983. <laughs> uh, <laughs> eight, Heck of a run. Yeah. Eight, whole se- or eight whole episodes of this one fabulous season that of many? a de- of a detective who beats out solved- A.K.A. Pablo. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that, <laughs> definitely. Th- that uh, that solved crimes by uh, not by detecting, but by transforming himself into other <laughs> other animals. Uh, yeah. And of course, I'm talking about Simon and Corkendale. <laughs> Manimal. Manimal. I I never saw this show, but I remember David Letterman joking about it for years after the fact. Oh my gosh! You're, I, I actually did watch the show. I wait, actually did. wait, back up. I, I, Does the management at Hot Air know it this? Was, I was 20 years old. It was a youthful indiscretion on my Cancel. part. Cancel. So, all tell right. us more, Ed. So, David McCorkendale. Or Simon McCorkendale, I'm sorry. Not that anybody knows the difference between the, the two. No, Simon McCorkendale? The name, Simon McCorkendale. The yeah. name rings a bell, believe Simon's Scottish name. That's right. <laughs> now, I was... Now, we, we, were, we were having a conference on email late last night, the four of us were... <laughs> And I was actually penalized. <laughs> I'm such a buzzkill. You know, Brad's a buzz. I wasn't going to name names. I'm but, playing uh, it for a newbie. I'm, I'm calling it. Brad Carlson. I'm was, owning it. I'm owning it. Was, uh, <sighs> was dinging me because Manimal, technically speaking, 
was not a sitcom. But, but it should have been. Not a planned sitcom. It wasn't an int- it was Those are the best kinds. Those are the funniest. <laughs> it was, but it was pure comedy gold. And the, and the best part of this, the funniest part of this series, was actually at the point when Simon McCorkendale, or whatever his name was, would change into whatever animal it was going, he was going to change into. Oh, no! Usually it was one of two, because... They were working on a limited budget, and they couldn't they couldn't budget for a whole bunch of different animals. So it was either uh, some sort of hawk or it was a panther. And those were the two. <laughs> and so I, I was trying to refresh my memory yesterday when I was when I was when I was preparing for this, and I was watching a couple of clips of this. And literally, you have Melody Anderson, who was the co-star of this, being shot at by multiple people in a warehouse while she's waiting for like two full minutes for this guy to transform. It's just. <laughs> She even says, "You know, it would be nice ah! if you got if you got to move on here a little bit." Oh, no. He transforms into a panther, and everybody just loses their minds. It's like, what was that? I I think I remember a little subgenre of these uh, that followed on uh, after Knight Rider came out, and there's a little well, subgenre one that almost made my list, by the way. Oh yeah, oh I know. <laughs> Believe me, it's it technically also not a sitcom, although it, it played. And I saw maybe two. That ep- one played more like a sitcom, actually. Did. Yeah, yeah, it probably two or three episodes. I think I saw of that, and I just couldn't deal with it anymore. But I thought it was a hit. It was a hit. It I was. could just see TV executives back in the day going, "Well, I mean, it's completely implausible stuff that that, that stretches the imagination." Uh, beyond the breaking point, uh, plays with with those idiots out there. So let's give them detectives turning into animals and a super train uh, that, that runs around solving or whatever super train. Anybody remember super train? I remember super train. Vaguely, yeah. Of course, yeah. Like, yeah. Of course on, you do, Ed. Love boat, love boat on a rail. Love boat on train. Yeah, love boat on rails. That's right. Love boat on rails. That's right. That's right. That's right. No, I never saw it, but no. Just, Love Boat or Super Train? Oh, Love Boat. Oh, yeah. But we haven't done our worst of the 70s yet. I don't want to give away. No, 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 into the okay. 80s. You yeah, could have yeah. probably it, gotten away with it. A that, lot but, of yeah. things edged into the 80s. Yeah. I don't want to give anything away here, but I think I just sort of did. Anyway. Mm. Man- <laughs> Manimal. Manimal. <laughs> 1983. Actually from Glenn oh. Larson, who who actually has some some decent uh, you know action detective uh, series behind him. Really? Came up with this. You know, it, it's it's a common trope. You know, the shapeshifter type of thing is a common trope. It's usually done better than I, this, but yeah. but yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's an animal. It it, it it it's one of those things that came out of the eighties, I think. And I think we talked about this during one of our other worst of uh, episodes. Uh, I remember something about this over the years. Even the most brilliant TV producer signed to a longer term enough contract will turn out some absolute drip. For example, Stephen Bochco. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I almost thought almost sounded like, sounded like the person behind Full House as you were giving the, the the patter up front, Brad. I mean, he he gave us Cop Rock and yes. and Doogie Howser, yes, yeah, yeah. and Glenn Larson gave us Magnum PI, Quincy, oh! Battlestar Galactica, McCloud. I mean, he, oh, he had wow. some he had yeah. some really great programs behind him. So not this one. So so, <laughs> so creative genius has its limits. Norman Lear. Norman Lear. I, I did not even know that that Norman Lear was. I mean, I've, everything you hear about Norman Lear that would explain the guest appearance by B. Arthur. Hey, well, we've got just time to get uh, my my, right. my 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 word, number my third three. worst, number three, and this ties into well, uh, actually, a number of my shows. Actually, it turns out, looking at them, all of them are spinoffs from other shows. Some of them terrible, some of them excellent. In this case, one that's sort of right in the middle of the pack. Can you name this show in one note? Probably not. I cannot. No. One of the shows that I grew up with, probably all of us grew up with to some extent, was the Gary Marshall 
Uh, hit Happy Days. Oh, this, oh, yeah. no. oh, this is. Oh, oh yes, I don't do it. I yes. do know. I know. This was the theme song for that I show. I, I did not know no, that. That's what YouTube says. I have no idea, frankly. Because Are they both singing this? Is this them singing? I believe so. That's correct. That's correct. Oh my God. That's right. This is <laughs> now. This not not just a spinoff from Happy Days. Of course, this is. Oh, that's gonna grow. This is Joni loves Chachi. Now, if you're going to pick a spinoff from a TV show, pick a spinoff that people care about, right? Of all the people you're going to spin off from Happy Days, who are you going to spin off? Are you going to spin off the Fonz? Sure. Plausible, yeah. I mean, Henry Winkler became a bona fide star as a result of one line. A. Not one word. One word. <laughs> one line throughout the 1980s. Right. Or you could spin off Potsy and Ralph Mouth starting their record label. Right. Or Chuck. Or Chuck. Or even. Or even. You know uh, what Happy Arnold. Days. You know what Happy Days jump the shark is when the episode when they. Jump the shark. <laughs> yes. Well, there you go. And even the shark would have been a better spinoff. <laughs> but but this was not only a spinoff of, of the char- two characters people cared about the very least. Joni, little sister. Yep. Uh, but God rest her soul. That's that's yep. true. Yep. Good point. Tragic story yep. there. I don't mean to make any fun of that. Well, no, and, we're not. And Chachi, when the show, by the way, uh, a spin of a character that was introduced when the f- show went full on uh, turbocharged anachronistic. Yes. I mean, it completely departed the 50s. I mean, they were just basically doing a 70s sitcom, or by this point, I think perhaps right. early 80s. It was an early 80s sitcom by this point. And it had given up all pretense of being about the 1950s. And it w- had basically turned into an endless series of rehashings of characters that nobody cared about, even when uh, even when Happy Days was, was in... I mean, Joni, for those of you who remember, was something of a cultural punchline, even when the show was at its peak. Oh, yeah, because... She was supposed to be the kid's sister. The and bratty she was, little sister, she right. She was supposed right. to be the bratty little sister and, and wasn't supposed to be cute. Then all of a sudden, and this is part of her life story, is that they tried to turn her into some, something like a teen attractive. Susan Day. Like Susan Day, mm. when she's 15. Ew. Right? And right. it's just the most awkward thing ever. Yeah, creepy. Oh, my. Yeah, no. It yeah. oozed. It oozed uh, again, I saw this show maybe two or three times. Uh, parts of the show maybe two or three times. Not enough to have the theme song imprint itself in my head. So it was a kind of a surprise hearing that just there. But uh, on the other hand, I remember the feeling of not just unfunniness that, that befalls every terrible sitcom or in the case of Manimal non-sitcom. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a lot of funniness in Manimal. Oh, there it was, was just unintentional, oh, that's all. <laughs> I, I, it was an inadvertent sitcom, sort of like my inadvertent tattoo and piercing. Anyway, long story. But the creepiness of the premise that just overwhelmed me even back then Anyway, uh, we, we're only a third of the way through this. I don't know how we're going to make it, but we will. We'll we, make it happen. Absolutely. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go Network. We'll be right back. Varicose and spider veins. Wow. What a gift from my parents. They had them and I got them. And not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable and the results, well, even my husband noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. So stop hiding your legs. 
Bain Clinics of America accepts most major insurance plans. So call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-940-5500. 800-940-5500. That's 800-940-5500. Digital marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? Are you receiving your share of the leads? If you're not effectively using digital media, you could be losing sales by the second. Even worse, your customers can be grabbed up one by one, never to return. Not sure if you're losing out to the competition? Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into leads. Salem Surround is a full-service digital agency providing you with all your marketing under one roof. Total market penetration for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn more how we can help you place your advertising message in front of today's digital consumers. Salem Surround helps deliver customers by putting your business message in front of the right person at the right time. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm, phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. AM 12.